Welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project with me, Pete Clark, your host, uh, The Whispers Guy. Now this week, it's been dominated by the thoughts and feelings I've had about my, my dad, who passed a number of years ago, and I'm not sure whether it's or how it's even related to Freedom Fridays. Um, and I'm not even sure it has to be. So I'm going to be predominantly talking about what that has meant for me. Uh, it's certainly dominated the time I've had this week. And if you are in a particularly sensitive place, it's maybe maybe worth checking if this is the right time to listen to this sort of thing. Uh, I'm not going to be advocating, you know, here are the three steps to... Uh, overcome the passing of your father or you know top 10 tips to deal with grief that's definitely not what I'm going to be sharing in fact quite the opposite it's my own unique individual experience of of how it shaped me because I'm sure like any of you who are listening whether you've lost a parent or, or a partner a pet a child you know even things like jobs and you know photo albums things that you know material and human things that mean things to us my experience of that has been everyone tends to go through it and get from it if even that's possible uniquely it's a unique take on on those things and and recently i something that helped me even with, with that distinction was somebody shared with me that often we'll talk conceptually, but actually we're talking about a construct because the construct is our experience of that concept. And so imagine two circles overlapping. On one side of one circle is the concept of grief or trust or democracy or freedom or money or family is a concept that's used regularly to probably describe different things. And on the other side, the other circle, is our experience. The overlapping bit is our construct, how we have constructed the meaning of grief or family or love or trust or democracy or whatever that is. And that's usually what we're talking about. So I'm purely talking about my own construct of what's happened to me. It's no way meant to be instructive uh, in fact I, I I know people in my immediate circle who've lost um, children and uh, it's unbearable uh, I can't imagine what that's like so I'm definitely one or two steps removed not just time wise but from losing my father in in a way that it's it's helping me and so there may be some loose connection to to freedom fridays but i thought given it was so dominant i would i would share that this week so let me start by uh, the most obvious distinction for me is uh, like many dates or maybe some dates in our diary may the first always jumps out in my calendar because of the significance that was the day that uh, my father died tragically in a car crash um, heading back from a football game in Glasgow and ironically or not <laughs> I don't know what the right word is here I pleaded with my mum and dad to let me go to the game and my mum said no 
and of course had she said yes I wouldn't be recording this podcast that's for sure and I don't know whether that's fortunate or not um, or serendipitous or not but I wasn't in the car and my dad unfortunately tragically uh, passed in a car accident and those moments that really shape us I will never ever forget the sound of the policeman knocking on the door about 6, 6.30 in the evening and that wail that my mum let out when she was given the news. I didn't really comprehend, didn't really understand, didn't really know what was going on, um, just could never and have never really understood at that moment what it was like for my mum losing her, her life partner. And so the date always jumps out. And some years pass, and if I'm busy, I, I might forget. Um, some years don't pass, and I remember. <laughs> and this year happens to be, I don't know whether I'm particularly more sensitive this year, but this year it, it didn't pass without me reflecting and remembering. And I had a lovely exchange with my mum over text, because she's in the UK, I'm here in Australia. And it was just an acknowledgement of how much she must have suffered and sacrificed to get me to where I'm at. And in her mind, I, I'm, you know, very successful, family, friends, etc., etc. Um, and so the things that she must have sacrificed without payment, <laughs> and not even payment in kind necessarily from a, a young teenage boy, um, who started to experiment with things that I'm sure she was terrified about. And so that's that's really the first thing. The date, like many dates when these things happen to us, jumps out. And so, you know, maybe with the date, and I'm rambling a little bit, this Friday project, Freedom Friday's project, has become a metaphor for all things that are significant for me. And... What what that event, significant event, caused me was to really go massively internal. Um, not necessarily internally referenced, as as the last eight month, eighteen months have, have shown me. I still need and cherish um, external validation, whether it's from friends, family, or or uh, clients. I may not need it as much as some, and that's okay. And so that event caused me to super focus on my internal validation, what was going on inside for me. And that remains the case today. So I, I do find my time on my own quite rewarding, um, not because I want to be isolated, but I do think about things deeply. I do think about things left and right, north and south. I, I do explore um, my internal referencing probably as much if not more than my external referencing so hence this this freedom fridays project the idea of of using my time on a friday or a thursday as per the last podcast slightly differently um probably means nothing to many it, it might mean it might seem easy to some uh, and it might be only significant to me <laughs> that could very well be the case i don't know but what this week has certainly reminded me of the significance of what other people do 
in, in sacrificing their time, energy and attention in, in helping others. And the second thing I, I just wanted to express was just my gratitude for anyone listening or not over the years that has sacrificed time, energy and attention on and for me uh, without me really realising you, you may be out there and, and you, may, you may never know that I've acknowledged it and, and that's okay um, but I, acknowledging it I certainly am um, the, a couple of other things about how I experienced um, grief is, is one I I still feel the pain that's been my experience that the distance between or the times between those moments of pain and sadness and reflection and hurt um, have just gotten longer and longer and something silly something insignificant something obvious can trigger that obviously the date being one of them um, but when the pain happens when the hurt and the reflection and the sadness happens it still feels the same as, as best as I can remember it still feels the same so when you know the kind of cliched time heals all uh, I'm not sure if time heals but time certainly puts distance between moments of non-healing and I'm, I don't know if that's the right expression I'm not suggesting that the pain I'm experiencing is, is non-healing but my experience has been with such a significant loss when it does hurt boy it hurts as much as it has ever had and that's been my experience for the last few decades that when it happens boy it, it brings me to my knees sometimes um, shorter periods of time albeit and distance between them but you know I'm really attached there's there's a significant part of me that's attached to that moment and one of the things I've written in my weekly, weekly whispers is that Without a doubt, as far as I can tell, one of those moments that have significantly shaped me forever. And I'm not necessarily glad about that because I'd swap it all for him to be here. Um, but I can't, and so I have to choose to move on. I now have, you know, kids and partner and, you know, friends that I care about deeply. So I'm partly doing it for that reason. But it shaped me forever. And it's turned me into the sort of person I am for good and for worse <laughs> for sickness and health it definitely shaped the way that I perceive the world and the things I do and how I respond and what it's led me to um, and a bit like a sliding doors moment I've no idea what the other door is I've no idea where the Pete Clark that who was either was in the car or his father didn't pass didn't die in a car crash I've no idea what they're doing now even if there is that <laughs> multi-universe view of the world um, all I can focus on is, is what's in front of me and it's definitely shaped me and I notice how it shaped me specifically in the scenarios when I'm talking to someone or, or in a conversation with someone else who's lost someone and often the comments that they get are from people who haven't and it's either a, a discomfort on the other person's behalf or they're trying to soften it or you know just you know it, it'll be okay one day and I've been 
because of my felt experience, I think, very, very comfortable in chatting and being with people who've lost people because I know what it's like. I don't know what their pain's like. I don't know what their processing's like, but we've been in the same camp. We've been in the same uh, geographical area, if you like. We've, we've had a similar experience. And I remember distinctly that being told to you know be positive, it'll be okay, time will heal all, just felt bullshit. It felt wrong. It did not feel it has not translated in my experience to what what help and being heard felt like for me going through it. So if that's you and, and you're someone that's lost someone, I feel you. Um, reach out if you want to have a, have a chat. But if you haven't lost anyone yet, we all probably will, and you're talking to someone that has uh, maybe a little bit of counsel for you, it's, sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just have to be there. Sometimes saying the positive thing and trying to almost, what's, what's the right expression? Almost trying to unacknowledge how they're feeling is the wrong thing to do because being sad is okay. Um, it's probably not okay for a lifetime, but in that moment, being sad is probably okay. Or being despondent or being upset or being you know uh, angry at how that may have happened. That's perfectly legitimate and to, um, unlegitimized to, to disacknowledge um, the, the felt experience that someone's going through is actually a little bit disenfranchising. That's been my experience. And so when I do the opposite with people, um, because I've felt that and I'm just with them and it's okay for them to be upset, um, I think that's comforting and that's what I've been told anyway. It's certainly more comforting than trying to positive psych them and you know give them a couple of questions to think, think differently. And so maybe the third thing I'd share is um, in in the grief cycle, it we've all probably seen the the Homer Simpson <laughs> clip where he goes through the grief cycle in you know thirty seconds. I can definitely recognise uh, aspects of my felt experience from the date that my dad passed to now. But I think even in moments, whether it's um, when I got upset at the weekend on reflection uh, or whether it's over a period of time, I definitely experience those, that grief cycle in moments, whether it's a 10 minute episode or a half an hour episode. And I can recognize those things uh, happening. And what the number of times it's happened has taught me is, and it, it will pass, the intensity and the the sorrow, the sadness that I'm feeling in that moment because I'm reflecting on a, I'm probably reflecting uh, the, the young Pete, the, the little Pete that struggled to understand and comprehend what life was like without a father in that moment. Um, that's probably who I'm carrying and nurturing and trying to, to give a, a, a virtual through the times hug to. And I've noticed that that the, the grief cycle happens then and knowing that helps me be okay with being sad for a while knowing that up to this point in my life those things have happened and I've come out the other end and have been able to see uh, not necessarily the good and the bad but a way forward given my new circumstances it's it's shaped me 
I can't take that back, I can't reverse that. So if I choose to take a step forward with my current family and friends, etc., etc., then here's how I'm gonna, um, and I don't wanna say, you know, I was gonna say optimize it, and not don't wanna sound mechanical, but how do I make the best of the cards that I've now been dealt with? And, you know, we all know that life is rarely linear. It's usually a combination of linear for a little bit and then non-linear and it goes backwards and forwards and sideways and up and down and y you never know what's around the corner. And yet, because I've turned that corner at such an early age, a really impressionable young age, I feel decades later that the many corners that I've turned without knowing since have, have built my sense of, and it will be okay. I will deal with, I will handle in some way, shape or form, maybe inelegantly, it'd be a little bit better this time, but I'll deal with it in such a way that I can take another step. I can get out of bed, I can show up, I can be there for my, my wife, my kids, my mum, my friends, my customers and clients and colleagues and so on. And so whilst that, I probably will stop there. That's probably enough rambling for me. But that's been my week this week. Um, very much focused on and dominated by a particular date that has shaped me as, as a human being. Look forward to chatting to you next week. Cheers.